This podcast is sponsored by Canoe Club. Canoe Club has been one of my favorite retailers for such a long time, so it's a real honor to have them, you know, sponsoring the pod. If you're unfamiliar with Canoe Club, it's a retailer based out of Boulder, Colorado, that carries brands such as you know, Engineer Garments, Visvim, Capital, Nanamika, Levi's, Orslo, you know, Friends of the Pod, Marnie, Solomon, and Popeye Magazine, and so much more. They have such an incredible assortment, you know, ranging from under the radar emerging brands to beloved heritage brands. I had the founder of Canoe Club, Timothy Grindle, on the podcast, which I'll have linked in the description if you're interested in learning more about the retailer. I'll also be showcasing some of my favorite pieces on the Fashion Collective Instagram, as well as in the weekly newsletter. very kind to offer a 15% discount code for all the Fashion Collective podcast listeners. Use code FashionCollective15 to get 15% off your next order. Again, it is FashionCollective15 to get 15% off your next order. The link to the site will be linked in the description for you guys to head over and check out the assortment. Hello, I'm Alexander Walker of the Fashion Collective Podcast. If you're a returning listener, welcome back. If you're a new listener, then thank you for taking the time to check us out. The Fashion Collective Podcast is a place for creatives to learn, share, collaborate, and support each other. Each week, you'll get in-depth interviews with creators talking about their creative process, inspirations, giving advice, and sharing their opinions on the major topics within the industry. Our mission is to create a space for creatives. If you enjoy the content in this series, please check out our other weekly series such as the news roundup and deep dive also if you have the time i would greatly appreciate you taking the time to leave a review on apple Podcasts. this week i have an interview with my guy adam from the brand libro libro is a canadian menswear and womenswear brand that creates well-crafted modern renditions of timeless pieces in the interview we discuss launching your brand navigating through 2020 and its vision for libro going forward with that being said let's jump into the interview How's it going? How are you? Not bad, man. Thank you. Uh, thank you for having me. And uh, we kind of spoke a little bit earlier, but really, really grateful to kind of have this opportunity. And uh, like I said, never thought I would be able to be on a podcast and talk to some more people, reach a bigger audience. So thank you very much. I appreciate you for this. Thank you for taking time. I know you've been super busy, so uh, I'm really happy to have you on. Um, for anyone who's you know unfamiliar with who you are, can you share a little bit about yourself and what you do? Yeah, um, most definitely. Uh, my name is Adam Apuliesi, uh from Toronto, Canada, born and raised. And I run the brand Libero uh, that is handmade here in Toronto. And um, yeah, I'm the creative guy, the idea man. Um, trying to use every word but creative director right now. Um, but yeah, the idea guy behind this brand that's uh, hopefully going to do the best that it can. For sure. And it's amazing. Uh, I really love the brand. Um, so I'm really happy about, you know, diving deeper into the brand with you. Um, segment one, style ethos. How would you describe your personal style? This question, when you sent it to me earlier, has had me like just in a debacle, um, <laughs> like with my homies and with my girlfriend and one of my closest friends, Jeannie, like trying to figure out how to define my style. And I never really knew how to people might have said like, oh, like that's a really good fit or whatever the case may be, but it's hard to kind of put it to words what I define my style as. So for me, um, like even with Libero, we've always tried to say that our style or the brand ethos or my ethos is the clothes that we wear is like a second layer to us, um, like a second skin. But it just happens to be the first layer of me or of us that you see when and we're walking down the street, right? So for us, or for me, again, when you see me walking down the street or you see me in a fit or whatever the case may be, like that is the person that I am that day. And it's the best reputation of me before I even open my mouth, before I even say anything to you. So like if you see a guy in Brunello Cuccinelli, 
or you see a guy in Ralph Lauren, you know kind of like what kind of guy that is before they even say anything. So yeah. that's kind of my style ethos is the clothes that I'm wearing maybe that day or maybe that week is kind of the mood or energy that I'm in. Um, for lack of a better reference, the George Costanza, I happen to dress based on mood. <laughs> Yeah. Um, it's definitely kind of something that I fall into. So, yeah, I guess that would be the best way to say it is like I'm the poor man's George Costanza. <laughs> I like it. I like it. Yeah. Uh, moving into segment two, uh, what have you been obsessed with? You know, this could be movies, brands, uh, TV shows, books, articles, anything. Honestly, because of quarantine, it's just been like, it's been a blur. So being at home for three or four months, I've just like, fallen into such rabbit holes of things um i've been obsessed with movies like my whole life like my brother now works for netflix canada he's like the social media wow. manager for netflix canada he's been a big like cinephile movie guy his whole life uh, my dad has been a lover of film my mom as well so kind of in the family but during quarantine i really tapped into that and i really just dug through films i watched like 60s 70s black and white um European like Russian films because of my Russian girlfriend so I just like dove into a whole spectrum of film that I never really got into kind of like um Stanley Kubrick's Dr. Strangelove like it's it's a really really niche film and it's black and white and it's actually a comedy film um but it's something that I dug into and I fell in love with and so I could really say that film over the past four months and six months of the whole quarantine COVID thing is something that I've been obsessed with as of late. Uh, I see that you're a, a big Criterion guy. Yeah. yeah. Naming all, naming all kinds of Criterion films and um, our closest, my closest friend, David, um, who's a part of Libro, who's our uh, videographer. Um, he's a massive film guy. So if you ever want to talk about films or you want to know a film you've never seen before, um, that's the guy and he's put me on to so much like the killing of the Chinese book he is like this old school film with this very niche actor but it's something that people may have never seen but once they see like oh I, that's kind of cool so films for me has been uh, something that I've been obsessed with lately do you have a favorite film like of all time or <laughs> my girlfriend's gonna kill me um Goodfellas for me <laughs> classic classic like Whenever I say that, like, people give me, like, a weird look, like, okay, we get it, you've watched one movie, but I'm always like, no, like, I've watched more movies than Goodfellas, like, <laughs> I, it's just a movie that I first saw when I was younger, and it resonated with me so much, like, being Italian, and always, like, kind of being called, like, a mob guy, or whatever, like, your family's in the mob type of thing, seeing that movie, just, like, it hit home, and it was, like, so beautifully directed by Martin Scorsese, Robert De Niro, Ray Liotta, like you have such an incredible cast. Um, Lorraine Bracco, like the whole cast, male, female, the whole board is incredible. Um, and even bigger than that, like it's such much, so much more than just a mob movie. It's artistically so well shot. The colors are so balanced in all the scenes. There's a sense of loyalty and family and kind of like all the things that Libero stands for besides the mob and murder. Um, right. <laughs> it's something that really just kind of hits home for me. So I'd for sure say that. Yeah. And I kind of just was the same way. I kind of watched a lot of Scorsese over, over quarantine. For sure. Like even other than that, like you go through any of his films, like taxi drivers is so incredible and the list goes on, but I would say Goodfellas for sure. Um, yeah. Just hits home. Nice. Uh, you know, outside of, you know, your brand, Libera, what other brands are you into? Um, it's, it's tough. Like, do you want me to give you like fashion brands? Do you want me to give you any kind of brand? It can be any brand. Uh, but For in particular, sure. I'm kind of interested in like what other, you know, fashion brands you're kind of into that you respect and like what they yeah. do. Yeah, we'll stay on, we'll stay on brand with this, I guess. Um, fashion brands for me, like I'm going to always stick with the homies. Uh, there's a local guy in Toronto called Adyem. Um, Nico and X, two homies of mine, what they do is is a lot of fun and, and it's exciting, it's refreshing. So I'm really happy for them and what they've got going on. Um, another local Toronto artist like Spencer Baudu, he has such a, Great. a crazy brand. I'm, I'm sure you heard of it. If you've not, if you haven't, please do. Um, such a creative guy, such an incredible human, which makes it even so much sweeter to love him and love his brand. Um, outside of the local homies, um, 18 East, 
is something just like insane. insane. So For sure. So, so good. Um, you're just hitting like the right notes at the right time. And like something that I like kind of aspired to, um, if anybody that knows me and has spent some like personal time with me, they know that I love Ralph Lauren. Um, I watched the the Ralph documentary over the quarantine and that HBO special um, just like blew my mind and even opened up a bigger world that is Ralph to me. So yeah, I would say like all those few kind of really hit home for me and something that I've loved um, besides fashion. Um, I love sparkling water. Like if okay. anybody, anybody again knows me, I don't drink water. I only drink sparkling water. Not to sound like a, whole like elitist type of thing <laughs> not at all I don't know what it is addicted obsessed that we can put that in other categories as well um obsessed with sparkling water um so San Pellegrino is the best sparkling water there is I'll fight anybody no Perrier no La Croix whatever you guys are drinking in the states I don't know but San Pellegrino <laughs> I ride for life with that brand all right I mean, that's a great selection of brands <laughs> yeah uh moving into segment three rapid fire um as i said earlier you know one of the things i really wanted to talk about was for these first few uh podcast episodes is kind of like you know what do you see i know it's really hard to predict especially in 2020 Mm -hmm. um but what are some things that you see happening now that you think are going to roll over into 2021 this could be you know in terms of like you know trends in terms of like styling or stuff and or it can be just about how businesses run I think it's going to be like very um, just awakening for a lot of people. A lot of people are going to operate differently. We're going to have to as businesses and as uh, creative people. Libero doesn't follow any trends, but we're definitely tapped into the market and trends. And right now, the biggest trend is staying at home and working from home. Um, So we don't know how long that's going to last. So even us and my team, we've really tried to see, okay, what are people really wearing now? Are people really getting dressed up? Um, do people still want to get dressed up? Um, people are spending a lot more time at home. Do they want more home goods? Because they're seeing like, oh, like I actually might need X, Y, Z for my home. So I think going into 2021 in the next few months, I think you're going to see a lot of brands tap into that home market and um, maybe less of a how do I say this the best? Like less formal clothing, which is going to be hard for me to even create because I love the sartorial way of life and menswear idea. Right. But I think we're going to see even more relaxed style and just more like home vibes, right? Because we're spending 75% of our time home and no traveling, no events, no concerts. Like who knows when the next concert you're going to go to is, right? Yeah, I definitely understand that. And you know, that's what I've been spending my money on. You know, it's really just home goods, candles, stuff like yeah. that. I've become such a candle guy. Like, <laughs> <laughs> Listen, you're going to have to email me your list of candles for go-to ones. Like, that's the thing. Like, again, me and my team, we speak about this. People are changing their mindsets. And even the product that you put out, it's going to be more scarce. It's going to be narrowed down because... You don't know when the next time you're going to go out is and you don't want to make something for a customer that they're never going to wear for another six months, right? Right. And I'm actually kind of curious, like, how have your buying habits changed over quarantine, over 2020? Just kind of like, are you, do you see yourself buying much less? Uh, what are you buying instead? It's, it's tough because for me, with me, I, with me making my own clothes and with me making clothes for Libero, I definitely buy a lot less. So for the last two to three years, I have no more Johns. Unfortunately, this is really, really tough for me to say, I haven't been buying a lot of clothing. Um, I still do buy a piece here, a piece there, something that really, really stands out to me. Um, and the question I kind of always ask myself is like, can I make this? If I can't make this, I'll buy it. Whatever the price is, right? So that really resonates with me for purchases, uh, copping Johns, if you will. Um, so I have been purchasing a lot less. Um, and I kind of, like I said, staying from at home, no traveling, no concerts, no events to go to, don't really need anything new. And again, with Libero, 
if I wanted something or I had an idea for a piece of clothing, then we'll kind of go to a fabric shop or go to get some textiles and maybe bring it to life. Awesome. Yeah. I'm always just curious about, because I think we've seen so many people like change their buying habits and, you know, consider every purchase a little bit more closely and, uh, you know, going into obviously vintage and a lot of people wanting to support, you know, smaller brands. So yeah, um, that's sorry to interrupt. That's a really, really big thing for me. Like it always was, but even now more than ever, like supporting the local home, supporting like the local friends, whether it be the coffee shop, the restaurant, whatever it is, I have tapped into that even more. And I feel bad that I didn't do it even more earlier. Um, but like now it comes to a point where it's like, if my homie releases this and that, give me two of that. Give me three of those. Give me as much as I can afford, as much as I can get from your brand. Because running my own, I know how difficult it is. Um, right. So I want to be there for them and for you. And even like you and I spoke earlier today, like, you know, whatever you need, man, you've got my email. Um, hit me up, whatever it is. And I'll try and help you the most that I can. And I know that you'll try and help me the most that you can. And that's what it's kind of come about post-COVID or during COVID now. It's like being there for one another more than anything else is incredibly more important. 100%. I definitely agree with that. Um, now moving into the main topic, you know, Libro and your future projects. Uh, let's start from the very beginning. You know, what was your history of fashion before starting your brand? And then also, you know, what were you into growing up? Like, you know, how are you dressing? What brands were you into? Yeah. Um, whole kinds of stuff happened growing up, like different, different looks. I used to wear like G unit tank tops and G unit fitted. Like, <laughs> that's like the best rapper ever for me. So I used to wear a lot of G unit, like oversized double XL shirts. It's really bad. I can send you pictures of those looks bad. Um, and then I went into like skateboarding. Skateboarding was like a huge trend for me. And then from skateboarding I went to like, like very European and I tapped into my, my European heritage, my Italian heritage. So I was wearing like skinny jeans and I had like a year old mullet, like it was bad. <laughs> so growing up, my styles were everywhere. Um, and sorry, what was the second part of the question? Uh, just kind of like, you know, what were you just wearing and during that time and uh, like what brands and everything, but yeah. I mean, you kind of shared like a little bit about that. No, it was like I said, like all that kind of combined and there was nothing really particular, but like my earlier 20s and like when I was 18, 19, like it was a lot more like skate oriented and then it got like more European um, and stuff like that. Like only when I got older in the last few years, I like tapped into like, okay, I love Waku Maria in Japan and I love like what Teddy Sanchez does for ALB. Um, trying to find Ralph Lauren when I can and getting whatever product piece I could afford. And even now, like I, unfortunately, fortunately, I bought my first like Linea Rosa Prada jacket, oh, um, nice. which is for me, like has been my grail of grail for the longest time with anything a part of the Linea Rosa um, category. And I finally was able to purchase it. So um, yeah, like these sort of things. And now like the older that I get, and you and I kind of spoke about it earlier, like, stepping away from that streetwear mindset and more into like a contemporary and just like that balance of both where it's like a blazer and it's a hoodie and it's, it's like loose cut pair of pants and like a restaurant t-shirt, like stuff like that. Right. And then how was the fashion scene in Toronto? Like, you know, what's everybody wearing in Toronto? I mean, I think we all imagine like just like puffers and stuff like that. I mean, how would you describe the fashion scene? it's it's really really tough and i mean if you ever i know that you've spoken to another canadian uh, mark richardson from montreal yeah, super cool homie um and he'll probably speak to it too like even with montreal and toronto i want to say that we're really late to the game and really late to fashion and this isn't to put down the city at all but we're sort of like on the back end of things and just catching on um, which makes it difficult for Libro because I try and think when I'm creating spring, summer 21, I'm working on spring, summer 22 and always trying to work a couple seasons ahead. Um, so things that we release might be something that people don't understand quite yet or hasn't hit the scene here. Um, so I think that is one thing like we're a developing city. We're so new. We're so young that we're just trying to figure out our identity, you know, like, New York, you've got Soho, you've got Chelsea, you've got uh, Lower East Side, like yeah. those like 
parts of such big cities, they've got such identities already. Where like Toronto, we're still trying to figure that out, to be honest, man. So um, yeah, the fashion scene here is new, it's fresh, it's raw, it's, it's, it's in its baby stages, I think personally. And I think we've got a, like a long time to go before we are considered like a fresh and fashionable and, and up and coming city to that degree. Okay. So then, you know, back to your brand, you know, Libro, you started in, in 2018, right? You know, what made you want to start the brand? Yeah, um, it's a really, really long story. I'll try to make it as short as possible. Um, I've always loved clothing. I've always loved fashion. Um, kind of like you and I spoke about earlier, I love having that second layer of skin and that persona that I'm portraying today, that movie character that I want to be, um, whether it's a bad guy or a good guy or whether it's a, a cowboy from Texas or whatever the case may be. Like, I've always loved portraying a new person each day with my style. And with Libero, um, my closest homie, uh, Kadeem Johnson, who passed away, unfortunately, a little while ago, um, he always pushed me to kind of do something and create something that was like my own that I could stand with and stand on. Um, and he's like, well, you know, he's like, you love being fashionable, you love all the clothing, why don't you do something about it, man? And I was like, okay, bet if you say so, let's like, I'll try it. Um, so I made a jacket to kind of commemorate our friendship and my group of friends. Um, and yeah, and one thing led to another. We made the jacket, which like that yellow Lamar coat that you see with the white racing stripe. Yeah. That was the first thing that I ever made. And another close friend who is a photographer in the city, his name's Ali. He, I approached him and said, hey, would you mind doing me a favor? Like, would you shoot this? You know, we want to kind of do like a little campaign just to again, again commemorate, celebrate this idea of our friendship. Um, so he's like, yeah, for sure. After the shoot, he turned to me, he's like, why don't you like run with this? Email Heisenbody, email somebody, see how far you guys can go. And so we did that. And funny story, I emailed Heisenbody, like one of their guys, a part of the editorial team, whatever the case may be. And with like no hope of anything happening, emailed him. I woke up the next morning to a response of just like a link to Heisenbody's Instagram and then the picture of my friend Kadeem wearing the yellow Lama was on the Instagram of Heist Nabadi style. Whoa, that's yeah. That's so that kind of like jump started the the brand where I was getting emails like, "Hey, do you guys have a showroom? Can we come check out the store? Where can we visit? We're from Amsterdam." Word of a lie, and I was like, "Um, the showroom showroom is in the bottom of my parents' basement. So if you want to come by, sure, but we've got nothing to show right now." <laughs> so it really kind of like domino effect snowball effect really really quickly and things just started to take off from there um and yeah that's like the long story short of where we once were just like a small story to now becoming this brand that's unisex and hopefully appealing to everybody yeah and i know that can be uh somewhat kind of a you know a difficult thing when you know you do get that you always want as a smaller brand to or emerging brand to get that you know look and we kind of talked about this earlier kind of getting mm -hmm. that you know almost kind of like a cosign but yeah. it can also be kind of a difficult thing because then you have all this you know all these people not interested in the brand you know it might be a huge increase in orders how do you deal with that as like a as an emerging brand kind of dealing with that it's crazy man like it's a really difficult kind of uh, game to play and me and my team we speak about it all the time where do we send this to this influencer? Can we handle the reaction of them wearing it as a team? Can we produce the garments in time? Do we have enough fabric to make things if it so happens to take off? I've sent um, pieces to certain people and they've never worn it. And I've sent things to people that they have worn it and the reaction was incredible. And like you were, you used a really good word, like that validation, that, that co-sign is, Unfortunately, very important. And in today's fashion game, in this retail game, if you will, you're going to need that. And you're going to have to play into that because A, your customer is going to want to see physical people wearing the clothing and people that they look up to wearing it, right? That's that influence that comes into play. And then for us, you and I spoke about it earlier as well, um, GQ featured us on their like top 17 men's items to buy this week incredibly grateful for that like growing up 
I've always read GQs and always been around my room, stacks of them. So having that moment was incredible and a relief because now our customers can go to our Libero page or they can go to GQ and see, oh, like these guys are pretty serious. And if they make something, it's going to get delivered and we're going to actually get something. And it's not just like a hoax of a brand. So yeah, it's such a tough game to kind of play with co-signs and influencers and getting appearances on editorials and stuff like that. Yeah. And I think that's just something that when people are starting brands, you have to kind of understand and think about. And it seems like your team at Libro really does think about that kind of stuff and considers it. Um, as you said, you think of yourself as kind of the ideas guy. You are the mastermind behind the brand. Um, you know, what is your creative process like when you're thinking about new pieces to introduce for the brand? Oh, million dollar question. Um, it's, it's tough, man. We, we as a team, me, we try and always push the envelope. And, you know, thankfully you and I kind of spoke about this again earlier. We had some time to, to kind of pick each other's brains. And I'm really happy we did because it, it just opened the discussion of things. And like you and I said, I don't want to be another t-shirt or hoodie brand. Not that there's anything wrong with that because there isn't. But for me, I really want to encourage a different conversation in fashion. I really want to encourage a different lens for people to look through when they're looking at garments and looking at clothing. And with Libro, I think that we're trying to do that. So on my day-to-day -day of creating a new piece is kind of seeing the market, seeing what's out there and seeing how we can interject our, um, sorry, if we see how we can inject our little dose of Libro and how we can make it better, how we can maybe improve certain styles and certain silhouettes. Um, if you go through the Libro page, it's all unisex. We've got women wearing our clothing. We've got men wearing the clothing. So it's, it's for anybody. And we never categorize ourselves as a menswear brand, as a women's wear brand. We are just a brand and whoever happens to buy it, whoever happens to buy it, buy it. And uh, yeah, that's the creative process. It's just about seeing what the market is saying and how we can kind of join the game and, and join and make some pieces. Usually for me, I'll watch a, a movie or I'll go through a TV show and see what the characters are wearing and see how we can bring that to life and create a new story for Libro. For me, it's always been about a story. Our last collection, Libro Heist of 77, is loosely based around one of my favorite movies, um, uh, Ocean's Eleven, with George Clooney and Brad Pitt. Yeah, And also this. loosely based, right, like the, one of the coolest movies, not like a great movie, but just a fun movie to watch. Um, so Libro Heist of 77 was based around Ocean's Eleven and another movie um, called The Thomas Crown Affair, there's two versions of it. There's an old one, um, which not a lot of people may have seen. And there's a re remake uh, with uh, Pierce Brosnan. Um, really, really cool film. Look it up after. Um, so yeah, I'll watch a film and I'm like, I really want to tell this story, but the libido version, right? So even with moving forward with spring, summer and fall, winter that we're working on, we're just trying to tell a new story and have our customers join this movie and join this set and hopefully they can buy the clothes of the movie and also feel like those characters and have that persona as well. Yeah, and I think we see that in everything. And you also said that you kind of reference your time abroad, like just seeing how people dress. Uh, I mean, I just thought that was super interesting. And I think, you know, especially with the pieces that we're gonna be getting into later, sharing some of my favorites, I can definitely see those, uh, those references come through. Um, you know, and I think that's you know why I love the brands, the wearability, it's the the quality of the Thank garments. You. you know, everything is made in Canada, in Toronto. Um, yeah, I mean, why not? Let's just get into some of my mm -hmm. favorite pieces. For sure. Um, you know, the runaway coat, as I said, uh, you know, 100% velvet. I mean, it's like that beautiful, like subtle kind of like paisley design and that like rich brown. Um, as we said, it was, you know, shown in GQ as some of their like favorite coats. Um, mm -hmm. We have the macchiato blazer. I mean, also in that like beautiful, like brown cord. Um, I like the pockets. I think that's a, you know, I'm a huge, like when it comes to blazers, kind of like the pockets and everything. I thought yeah. that was really nice. Um, the silk lining was crazy. Um, I think it's, as you said earlier, it's like a very versatile piece because you can wear it kind of more formally if you really wanted to, but you can also wear it like, as you guys have it styled, like under, I mean, over a hoodie, 
something like that and just go out and feel, you know, very confident, very stylish and very nice. Um, you know, how was it with like the designing of these pieces? And, you know, is, are there any like small details that maybe, you know, you can't really get from, you know, seeing pictures online? Yeah, like we used to do pop-ups um, for every release in Toronto. And that was a way for the customer locally at least um, to kind of see what we're really doing. And in pictures and campaigns, editorials, they only do so much. And we can only zoom in so much to see the smallest niches detail. And with the macchiato blazer, like you said, like the patch pockets, it's, it's something that's just wearable, right? And that's a big word they use is that wearability. And for me with Libero, I want people to think that they can wear these clothes anywhere and use them and damage them and scratch them and, and put their history on that. I want the people to wear the clothes and not just hang them and resell them on Grailed or give them away or sell it on Kijiji, wherever they may. Like, I want people to really dive into that. Uh, the pieces came to life as they did. It's kind of just, again, with my time abroad, I've seen so many men and women wear such extravagant pieces that weren't like out of this world, but they made it so day to day, right? Like that blazer, throw a hoodie underneath, you're good to go. And you can wear that with your homies downtown, grabbing like an espresso, a cafe, whatever it is. Or you have to go meet your like your girlfriend, your partner, your significant other's parents. You can wear that to go meet them as well. And that's been a big thing for Libero. And for me, I always want to wear something that I can downtown with my friends and transition into the night. I want that wearability where I don't have to have like a second outfit or go home and change. Right? That's what's really big for me is that you're going to get multiple wears about anything that we make. Um, as long as you kind of think the way that we're trying to think and believe this libido lifestyle and, and, and the story that we're trying to tell with everything. And the, sorry, the runaway coat. Um, yeah, I've always loved the bad guy in movies because they've dressed really, really well. And like, <laughs> for example, like Rob De Niro in, um, in Goodfellas, like the bad guy, just like a, an ass, but he looked to the nines such well-cut pieces, button-down shirts, blazers. You kind of want to root for him because he looks so <laughs> good, but you don't, you can't, right? Right. Um, so I try to articulate that with Libero where it's like, yes, this is really, really badass. And you don't want to like this coat, but if you try it and you feel the power that when you wear it and it gives you such confidence and you feel like you're part of a movie, you're going to love it and, and you're going to believe the story that you're trying to tell um, when you're wearing this coat or the blazer and whatever it may be so I think the biggest thing that if, if anybody listens to this podcast um, and whoever may when you see Libero or when you see something that we develop it's a story and we take a lot of time to develop a story develop a movie and develop the costumes for this movie and that's what I kind of bring to each campaign and each collection is here's our movie and these are what the characters and actors are going to wear during the movie and i hope you want to come see it and, and wear the same clothes that they do love that mindset i think it's super cool and unique um the next thing i want to talk about was i think you kind of talked about it a little bit but you know the creative pop-ups that you guys do um i like the the play on you know the prom i thought that was really cool uh do you see uh libro ever getting like a physical location and if so uh you know where would it be located Oh, awesome question. Me and my girlfriend were just talking about this yesterday. Um, Lanny, my girlfriend, who has such a big hand in Libero, and she is more creative than me, um, a bigger talent than me. We spoke about this kind of downtown and going from store to store and seeing what was the scene again, and even post-COVID, how stores are operating. If you asked me this question two years ago, three years ago, I would have said my biggest dream is to have a store uh, in Toronto, of course, downtown, the hub of the city foot traffic whole nine yards. Um, that dream is still very uh, well and live in my mind, but it's tough because retail has changed so much. People shop online very, very frequently. Even me, consuming product, producing product, I shop very much so online. Like I know my Uniqlo sizes. I know my Nike size. I'm pretty good everywhere else. Like there's always a good return so I can just ship it back, whatever. Um, so it's really easy to shop online now. And especially when you know your sizes, you're good to go. So I think customers' mindset has changed. And 
it's tough. I would love to have a Libero store. And what my girlfriend and I said yesterday was that we might even just do like a Libero pop-up shop every collection. So say we drop a new collection 2022, we'll do like a week of the store being physical downtown, come by, shop it, blah, blah, blah. And then we shut down and we, the next collection will move somewhere else and do something else. Because that kind of creates like, what's the new Libero store? Did you go check it out? Every year they do something different. Where if you have one physical store, it might become stagnant and people might not want to always visit it because it's the same store for the past six months, right? Right. But if you kind of, like I mentioned earlier, if we develop a story for the collection and then make a pop-up that also uh, resides within that story, like the Libero did Prom Academy, like we created a high school collection based on my years in high school. We did it inside a high school gym and we decorated it like a high school prom. That creates the allure for the customer to kind of come in and, and want to see what's going on and believe this story and this welcome to this world. Exactly. I think it does a really good job of like, yeah, transporting them into this vision of what you had for the collection. I think that's actually a really unique uh, idea because I think, as you said, like people's, you know, buying habits, you know, the way they, uh, you know, interact with brands is changing. Mm -hmm. So, you know, it's kind of up for brands to kind of decide, you know, what does that future look like for them? And that kind of leads into the next question. You know, it's been a difficult year for, you know, the entire world. Um, you know, but fashion has been impacted uh, greatly by the pandemic. You know, how has it been, you know, navigating these last few months as a brand? Like, I'm sure it has to be extremely difficult to, you know, forecast and predict, you know, what it's going to be looking like in the next coming months. Yeah, this was a conversation that I had with, uh, again, with the team and, and with um, just some of my friends as well. I was like, I was really, really nervous before releasing this collection and going into it because COVID, uh, people's lives have changed. People aren't spending the same money. People don't have any jobs or income going on. So things have changed drastically in the midst of us creating this collection and people looking forward to it. So I was super nervous to kind of release it because I don't know how it was going to be received or, you know, at the end of the day, I don't know if people were going to purchase it. And we put all this time and effort and money into the collection. We kind of had to release it to happen. And thankfully it went really, really well and better than I expected. Um, but yeah, I mean, moving forward, the way that we now develop things is going to change. And we still want to make these massive campaigns and massive editorials and tell this story and, we think that we're going to do so, but we definitely have that mindset of the customer now. Um, and with the last collection, it taught me so much of what our consumer likes, what uh, the falling of Libero likes and what they don't like. Um, so yeah, things are going to be really interesting going forward. And we're really excited to kind of show what we've got going on for the next year, basically of what collections we've got packed away. So it'll, it'll be exciting for sure. Yeah. And you know, so many things are up in the air. Uh, I know it's going to be, you know, difficult for all brands, but especially I feel like emerging brands that are just trying to, you know, figure out, you know, you know, what's the next steps. Um, you know, many of my listeners and viewers are, you know, aspiring creatives who, you know, would love to, you know, start a brand or maybe have a brand. They're just trying to, you know, you know, try to get it off the ground. You know, what advice would you give them, you know, before they start or, you know, in those early stages? It's like, to be completely transparent with you, man, it's, it's very difficult. Um, every day I wake up, I'm like, you know what? I'm not doing this anymore. I am not running leave at all. I don't care. Nobody else cares. This is it. I'm just going to go to school, be a doctor, drive a Porsche, call it a day. And <laughs> it, I go through this battle every day, man. And it's really, really difficult because I love leave it all. I have such an incredible team with, with Lanny and Jeannie and, and our seamstress, Miguelina. Um, these ladies have brought Libero to life where it would be a discredit to them to kind of just like give up and stop doing it. Um, so what I've committed to and the best thing that I could tell your listeners and your viewers is you have an idea, you believe in it, you have a team that believes in you and these ideas, run with it. And the worst case that happens, um, it doesn't work out. The best thing, you might be featured on GQ. You might get an email from somebody that wants to do this with your brand and, and be on a podcast with somebody you've never met before. So there are so many things that are going to happen that you're never going to expect. But if you don't try, you're never going to know. And my biggest 
like something that I want written on my tombstone is that like, I'd rather try and fail than not try at all. And that is my biggest thing. So all of your viewers, all of your listeners and the the new listeners and the new viewers to come in your future. um, If you don't try and if you don't put all of your hundred percent into it, you'll never know how far you can go. And for me, two years ago, if you told me that I'd be featured on GQ, I'd call you a liar. Uh, if I'd be talking to uh, Alexander Walker for the podcast about Libero, I call you a liar. Yeah. Um, if I would have met so many people in this game that have been so supportive and showed so much love, I would have never believed it. Just run with it, man. If you have an idea and you love what you what you're doing or what you want to do, sky's the limit. Sincerely, and I know it's cliche and I know it's mad corny, but man like that's just the, the god honest truth like if you have an idea run with it for sure i mean and i've said this in previous pods of just like you know that was kind of my mindset when creating the podcast and you know reaching out to write for fashion moves forward and it's like you know you never know you never know who responds you never know what could happen so it's like i was very fortunate to have like ray and kyron as some of my first few uh, podcast definitely. guests so it's like now i'm working on a project with ray so it's like insane to think that oh thank you and it's insane it was surreal like a year ago i was just watching his videos and being like wow this guy's so cool and seeing his brand and you know being a fan of it and now working on something with them is it's a really great moment so yeah any aspiring you know creatives i always say like just go out do it and you never know what could happen it is like the world is so small and it's so funny like especially with instagram you can zone into anything and find anybody anywhere and tap into a whole new market like for me I the constant reminder for me is that if one person doesn't like Libero there might be somebody else that really really does and that's all that we need to believe in because Libero isn't for everybody and that's okay and but whomever it is for Welcome to the family. Thank you for believing in us. And we're going to continue believing in you and, and following our dreams that is Libero. So it's such a small world that someone's going to love what you're doing and someone might really believe it and, and it might just take off. And that's all you need is that one follower which becomes two, becomes 200, 2000. And before you know it, you're on podcast talking about uh, San Pellegrino. Yeah. <laughs> um, you know, looking to the future of Libro. Uh, how do you envision, you know, the future of the brand? Everything, man. The the world is, is what we've got on our shoulders and what we kind of want to achieve. And right now with Libero, we really just want to continuously tell our story and produce a movie with each collection. So moving forward, um, I love to just kind of gain a new audience and a new uh, viewer. Um, love to get into some stores and do more retail. I think that's like a really, really good way to broaden our horizons and get Libro to different crowds and different um, demographics of people, whether it's in the States or Europe or even Essence in Montreal, whatever the case may be, getting into those stores and getting into those retailers is only going to help. So definitely want to kind of pursue that a little bit more if we can. Um, And then, yeah, with Libro, it's just we we're looking to just always be the best versions of ourselves. And, you know, last collection I think was perfect, but I definitely know that we could have done this better. We could have done that a little bit better. We should have released this a little bit sooner. So we're always trying to just be the best version of ourselves. And I hope our customer always just kind of sees, Hey, these guys are trying really hard and we love what they're doing. So we're going to stick to it because it's only going to get better. And that's my plan with us. Um, we're working on a home goods collection that should be dropping if all goes well before the end of the year. Um, we've got some things just kind of finalizing in the work. So hoping to drop some home goods for the people because like you and I said, so many people are spending more time at home and you're buying candles, I'm buying candles. Uh, maybe we'll make a candle, I don't know. Um, so yeah, we're kind of trying to really, really further that and, and, and make a home goods stuff. We're just wrapping up of spring summer 21 and that's again before the end of the year really really excited to again push the envelope of what is women's and men's wear what is a new version of a button down shirt or how to wear linen a little bit differently right uh, so yeah we've got a lot of things kind of coming up and for us man we take it one day at a time and we don't try and 
live above our means or live above the brand's means, um, just really operate day to day and, and just let it grow organically. It's something that's super important to me is not peaking too early and not like forcing libido down people's throats. Let it happen. And so far, it's, it's, it's worked pretty well. Yeah, and I'm super excited about the future of the brand, especially you guys entering into home goods. I'm like, hey, if you guys come with a candle, I'm definitely <laughs> picking it up. Uh, I want to thank you again for coming on the podcast. I really appreciate it. Uh, you know, where can the people follow you at? Yeah, um, um, for me, it's Adam Akuliezi. Um, That's my Instagram. If you want to see some crazy fits, if you want to see me, um, do nothing all the time because I'm just always working on Libero. That's where you can find me. Um, most importantly, Libero.world. Um, that is where everything is coming out. You will see all the new products. You will see things coming out hopefully before the end of the year. Um, we're really just trying to do our best, like I said. And that's where you can find me. That's where you can find Libero, vice versa. It's all tagged. Um, but most importantly, thank you for having me, man. Like, I love that you've shown so much Canadian support to me. And I know you had Mark on the show. Um, and that means a lot. We're such a small country and we're trying to do such great things. And I think there are some incredible artists in the city of Toronto, Montreal, Vancouver, that a guy like you is, is the difference maker and having us have like a bigger voice on the scene that's, that's fashion and music and, and the art. So thank you for even having given me this platform. Oh, yeah, for sure. I mean, I love what's happening outside. I mean, coming from Canada, I mean, with, you know, the big names we have, you know, Jound, uh, but, you know, having people like, you know, Kyron, having people like Mark and you come on and, you know, share what you guys have been working on. I mean, I really love it. And I'm glad that I have the opportunity to, you know, share your story. I mean, really, it's you guys are doing the amazing stuff. I just like to, Thank you know, you. share that. Um, and well, all of your social media accounts and links to the website will be uh, in the podcast description for anyone who wants to, you know, check out what, uh, what the brand's all about. Awesome. Thank you, brother. I appreciate it. Thank you. I hope you enjoyed this week's guest interview. If you enjoy the content in the podcast, please leave a review on Apple Podcasts and follow us on social media to stay updated on all new podcast episodes. You can follow us on Instagram at The Fashion Collector Podcast. You can follow my personal account at AlexWalkerPH. You can follow us on Twitter at TFC underscore pod. And to get full access to all of our podcast episodes, private playlists, live streams and videos, and much more, you can sign up to be a patron on our Patreon page. For only $5 a month, you get full access to all of our exclusive content. The link to sign up for our Patreon page will be linked below. And with that being said, I'll catch you all next week. For one meal, equal opportunity rapping, that shit is unreal. That ain't how it works, that ain't how it goes. And I be getting high just to balance out the lows. And I could use a writer just to balance out my flows. But I never share my thoughts, this is all a nigga knows. And every time I try, it opens up my eyes. These verses are a chance to be remembered and reprised. And I will be performing this as long as I'm alive. So every word I utter will be mine. Don't believe the lies. Never cry when Pac died, but I probably will when Hope does. And if my tears hold value, then I will drop one for every single thing he showed us. And I'll be standing in a puddle. I stay away from niggas that could land me in some trouble. And I'ma keep it honest, I'm so tired of being subtle. It's just me, 40, Owen Neek, standing in a huddle. Staring at the members of my team who get questioned about their profit from this million dollar scheme. Just know that I'm in debt for you defending all our dreams. I hope you tell your families this shit ain't what it seems. But y'all the reason for a lot of my devotion. You know I spend money because spending time is hopeless. And know I pop bottles because I bottle my emotions. At least I put it all in the Don't open.
Look, fuck all y'all, we ignore feelings here. Premature millionaires, welcome to my realest year. Yeah, I swear that we making a killing here. I should be on top of the world just chilling here. Uh, but it's funny having fans who find you before anybody ever has the chance and build you up so you could be the biggest in the game and realize when you're there sometimes your shit don't feel the same. Yeah, and plus things are just surreal at home. People think I changed just cause my appeal has grown And that security follow me everywhere So I never actually am alone I just always feel alone I think I'm scared of what the future holds I was wishing for some things and now I'm used to those Every girl I meet thinks I'm fucking groupie hoes The honesty of my music has left me too exposed All my old friends think I got a new crowd And people seem to notice every time I do smile I guess that mean they come few and far between Even though I'm living out what you would call the dream yeah, and my uncle ain't even messaging me And him missing in my life is kind of messing with me I hope this isn't one of those forever things It's funny how money Don't can change everything This podcast is sponsored by Canoe Club. Canoe Club has been one of my favorite retailers for such a long time, so it's a real honor to have them, you know, sponsoring the pod. If you're unfamiliar with Canoe Club, it's a retailer based out of Boulder, Colorado, that carries brands such as, you know, Engineer Garments, Visvim, Capital, Nanamika, Levi's, Orslo, you know, Friends of the Pod, Marnie, Solomon, and Popeye Magazine, and so much more. They have such an incredible assortment, you know, ranging from under the radar emerging brands to beloved heritage brands. I had the founder of Canoe Club, Timothy Grindle, on the podcast, which I'll have linked in the description if you're interested in learning more about the retailer. I'll also be showcasing some of my favorite pieces on the Fashion Collective Instagram, as well as in the weekly newsletter. very kind to offer a 15% discount code for all the Fashion Collective podcast listeners. Use code FashionCollective15 to get 15% off your next order. Again, it is FashionCollective15 to get 15% off your next order. The link to the site will be linked in the description for you guys to head over and check out the assortment. <laughs> 